to The Mob Show. I'm Mason on Business Startups Q here. This is how I do things. Big ideas for small budgets. Let's get to it. Hi guys, this is Mason on Business. Uh, one of the things I've noticed very recently as I trawl through the internet, or trawl through Facebook, is the retargeting adverts that I get for business coaching seminars, webinars. That is people trying to sell me, or not trying to sell me, well, they are trying to sell me. It's a free training webinar thing they offer first followed by a business coaching course where you can learn all about their skills how they do it so easily how they build six and seven figure income businesses and all the other nonsense and they're gonna they're gonna train me to do it so rather than build more seven figure businesses and maybe make them eight figure businesses and nine figure businesses if their formula is so perfect they're gonna just become a coach instead not entirely sure why I think it's better surely to build one one brand, one eight-figure, nine-figure business, perhaps? Oh, God knows. Anyway, look, I'm, I'm finding flaws in their business, but they're retargeting me. That means when I go onto certain websites, because they can see, obviously, I have an interest in business in my cookies, they think, hey, this guy's a good candidate to spend 10 grand on, a, on how to make Facebook ads or something like that. But it's nonsense. I run my own business, and if you run your own business, you very quickly learn how to do most things at an average level. Now, I'm not the best at writing blog posts I'm not the best at making videos I'm not the best at editing audio but I know what is good and I know what is bad and I know what's a good logo and what's a bad logo a good video and a bad video etc etc I'm not going to spend 10 grand on some guy I've never heard of to coach me on a webinar no sorry Bob but there's a lot of them around and it seems that what they all do is actually they've repackaged a couple of different there's only about one or two of them training academies online and you go on those academies, you spend a load of money to learn how to become a great business advertiser, whatever, and then you can sell that onto someone else. And so inherently, the business model really is about, well, our service is so good that you'll want to sell this when in fact, it's our service is pretty poor, but hey, do you know what? There's a workaround here. You can make some money selling the service. And people buy into the idea that they too can sell this service because look, at the end of the day, they want to feel that they've spent that money wisely. They want to feel like they've, they've not lost that money. And there's a lot of people who sit there and like the idea of entrepreneurship and they've got five, 10, 15 grand to spend. And rather than save that and use that to put towards setting up their first business, they're putting it into, into this, into coaching, because they're not confident yet about setting up their business. Perhaps because their business idea isn't good enough. Perhaps because they need a lot more money. Perhaps because they lack the self-confidence. Perhaps because they don't want it enough. But doing a business coaching course gives them, in their mind, a sense that, well, they've invested in themselves. They've invested in myself, and that's gonna return rewards because this guy on the internet has told me so. And that means it's okay that I haven't yet started my business. But look, Everyone knows the kid at school who was sold sweets. Everyone, everyone, every school had them. Sold sweets, sold CDs, DVDs, sold whatever, sold porn. I was one of those kids. I used to sell porn magazines and porn DVDs, and I was the porn master, maybe. I wasn't the porn master, but I, I sold that. I was one of those kids. Everyone knows that kid who did that, and that kid goes on and, and sets up the school parties, and they make money off that. Well, I wasn't that guy because I didn't have enough friends, but everyone knew someone who did those things someone who went on and made the school pies and made the money they end up becoming a disc jockey i think often but there's always someone at school who you know who goes and does these little side businesses and i'm sure if you look across the whole world of them you'll find that 
there is a overweight proportion of those people who've gone on set up their own companies and become very successful. And why is that? It's because they had something in them that meant they hustled from a very young age. When other kids wanted to do, you know, the kids stuff that kids did, like play computer games, play football in the park, do all those things, they spent their time with their mums walking around the wholesalers, bookers and macros and Costco's of this world. They spend their time when other kids were playing computer games, selling stuff. They're doing what some people don't want to do as an adult job. I've run sales floors, I've recruited people, and people don't want to pick up the phone. People don't want to do the job they're being paid for. There are kids out there in school hustling more than grown ass men. That is something in their DNA that has made them destined to run their own business and be their own thing. Those people will not spend 10,000 pounds on a business coaching course. And let's talk about these people who've done that selling sweets at school. Mark Zuckerberg sold sweets at his school and he sold CDs. I think he sold pirated DVDs as well. Um, so don't, you know, this isn't, oh, that's a thing that only Dell boys do. No, no, some of the richest men alive sold CDs and DVDs and sweets at school. And Mark Zuckerberg's one of those. I think Jeff Bezos did it as well. Uh, Phil Knight, Nike Shoe Dog, he hustled at school. You know, some of the most impressive people out there have done that. They did not spend and would not spend 10,000 pounds on a business coaching course. They gave them the opportunity to sell business coaching courses. And you know what? It's not just business coaching courses, MLM, multi multi-level marketing. It goes back as far as things like Juice Plus, Pyramids, Amway, Avon, all those products that you will not find in a supermarket because they're not good enough, because they haven't got the brand credibility. The whole business model, the real money is made in selling the dream of selling the dream. And so I see these things all across the internet retargeting me saying hey let's do this webinar I'm going to show you how to write great it was one I saw on Instagram today I'm going to show you how to write great copy you don't have to be a genius to write great copy copy is content it's, it's the written text you write copy when you write a letter you write copy when you write a blog you write copy when you do the the headline and, and keyword for uh, Google AdWords copies in many different ways and that the post is I'm going, to, I'm going to show you how to make great copy it's not hard it's just a formula anyone can do it Anyone can write copy, yes. Not anyone can write great copy. Anyone can write a word on a piece of paper, except for maybe someone who can't write. Not anyone can write words that mean something. We have a strap line in a business that I founded, co-founded called The Skinny Kitchen. It's a casual dining, healthy eating brand. We've done a number of them, like Feel Good Food. There's a few actually, I can't remember some of them because they, they kind of, they came and went, they weren't enduring. But one of the ones that's still around now, five, six years later, eat clean, rave dirty. It's because we started in Ibiza and we wanted to have cocktails. So we had healthy cocktails. So eat clean because our food was clean. Our cocktails were a clean take on it. And we thought, hey, do you know what? This is a bit of fun. Eat clean, rave dirty because we, we like to go and have a good laugh. I remember in our first year of opening the Skinny Kitchen, we worked day after day for about 17, 16, 17 hour days, every single day. You wanna know how to run a business, you wanna know how to set up a business, you wanna know if you've got the, the moxie. You do 16, 17 hour days in a baking hot kitchen. Then you'll know if you're made of the right stuff. Didn't do a business coaching course for that. But anyway, we worked every single day and we were just, we were just shad and beat. So one day, one of our friends run an event called Ants out in Ibiza in a Shwire. And we said, you know what, let's just close for the day. It wasn't the busiest day of the week, but it wasn't, it wasn't an empty day. And we just closed. We put a sign in the window saying, closed, gone to Ants, see you tomorrow. Good Instagram post. But that's what we were about. We were about that life. We were about having a laugh, about having fun, about getting messy, but about eating clean as well the rest of the time, 99% of the time. So eat clean, rave dirty. That's copy. That's clever copy. That's one of the ones I'm really proud of because that's my, my name on that one. And that's still going. Even after we've exited the business, sold our shares, that's still running.
that's that's the copy that we used and that's something that you can't teach with a formula you can't teach the innovation of a brand or an idea or how to resonate with people with a formula but someone out there is going to try and sell you that sell you that you can do that well i can tell you how to write copy i can't tell you what to put in your copy that's very different i mean let's look at things like the oreo advert during super bowl dunk in the dark a formula is not going to tell you how to write dunk in the dark dunk in the dark was one of the most retweeted phrases ever and let's put it in perspective there are hundreds of thousands of followers. Most of their posts get about 20 likes, 18 likes. Dunk in the dark, off the scale, off the charts, millions of retweets. One of the, it's probably the most retweeted message of all time. It actually got beaten by, I think, Bar is it Barack Obama's selfie? But I mean, it's, since then there's been more growth on Twitter anyway, but it was, it was a record breaker in its time. It was phenomenal. It came on because there was a power cut during Super Bowl. That's genius. There's no formula for that. That's just someone's great at writing clever, clever advertising slogans, clever advertising words. I'm loving it, you know, whatever. There's a number of them out there that you'll always remember, enjoy. That's Coca-Cola's, so it's very simple, isn't it? Now that's great copy, great content. And those don't come along very often and not everyone can write slogans like that. That's why there are some exceptional marketers out there in the world. The idea that you could spend 10,000 pounds, 12,000 pounds learning how to write that from a course that gives you a certificate that you've never heard of by a person you've never heard of, you're not ready to run your own business if you spend your money on that. If you spend your money on that, I mean, I haggle and hustle for everything that I get in my business. I will try and salvage stuff, I'll try and work a deal, I'll even try and let people get people to let me pay my deposit for a shop that I'm taking over, over a staggered period of time. I'm trying to do everything I can to improve my cash flow and to make cash available in a business. The last thing I'm gonna do is spend 10 to 12 grand on someone I've never heard of telling me things that I could find for free. And if you can't find this information on the internet for free, you're not ready to run your own business. And that is what it comes down to. An awful lot of people see this as a perfectly acceptable reason to procrastinate. And it's why they're procrastinating. They go, okay, I'm doing this course first. When I've done this course, when I know what I'm doing, then I can do everything. It's okay, it's fine to do this. And it's, you're kidding yourself. You're spending thousands of pounds of money Listen to every podcast out there, then give that money to charity and you will still be in a better position than if you gave £10,000, £12,000 to some charlatan on the internet telling you that they can tell you how to write great copy, how to do great ads, how it's really simple to create a six-figure business. And the reality is, is it's not simple or everyone would be doing it. It's fucking hard. In fact, the statistic is this, 99% of businesses fail by year five. 99%. That means if you have a business that's reached the fifth year, you're in the 1% of business startups. You're in the 1% of entrepreneurs. Do you think you're in the 1% of entrepreneurs more or less by spending 10,000 pound on a business coaching course that its end goal is to get you to sell that business coaching course to? Because I can assure you, the 1% of entrepreneurs includes people like Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, Zig Ziglar, some of the finest minds in the world. And plenty of very, very good minds too. 1% is a huge number of people. But none of those people are spending 10,000 pounds on a business coaching course that at the very end of it tells you, hey, do you know how good you are now? You could sell this business coaching course because you're basically a business coach. And you go, yeah, no, you're right, I am. Because you want that confirmation bias to justify the fact that you have just spent a fuckload of money on something that is of no value to you whatsoever. If you approach me for a job and you show me one of these certificates associated with one of these courses, 
I won't just not give you the job. I will laugh until I have a heart attack. They are ridiculous, please. If someone calls you up, tells you they've got Juice Plus, put the phone down, they're not your friend. They're trying to make money off you. Now you can say, well, surely it's good to market your product you're selling to your friends. Yeah, market your own product. If you make your own product, you make your own sports supplement, you make your own PT round, you make your own window cleaning round, you make your own service or your own product, yes, your friends will definitely be there to help you and they'll definitely be there to support you and get the word of mouth out. But if you're just selling some dodgy rebranded product that 100,000 other people are selling in, in your same area or your same country too, you're not just wasting your time, you're wasting your friend's time too. And you're also wasting that trust equity that you could use one day when you do genuinely have your own business. If you're truly entrepreneurial and you come back to the table in three years time with your own product, are they gonna to listen to you because you've already wasted their time last time? It's called trust equity. Don't waste that on someone else's product that you don't truly believe. And you're only selling because, well, you can make a living out of it selling it too. But the fact is, you can't make a living out of it. You can't make a living selling business coaching courses that you've just bought off someone else who sold you business coaching. Because the key question is this, what's your background? Oh, I did a business coaching course. So what businesses did you build? Well, I got trained by people who built six-figure and seven-figure businesses. Yeah, but what's your background? And when people like me, who've built multi-million revenue businesses on a 5,000-pound startup, give you this advice for free on a podcast, it's not going to be long before you realize you've bought a dead dog. That's Mason on business. Please, don't fall for the hype. Multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes are not sustainable long-term businesses. In fact, they're not even a business. You'll always only ever be a customer for the guy at the top. And that's how it goes. Save your money, give it a charity, listen to a podcast instead. Have a great day. This is Mason on Business. Rate, share, subscribe, send to a friend if you think they're about to fall in the trap of buying an MLM business coaching seminar course. Thanks for listening to today's show. Check us out online, themobshow.com. Check us on Twitter, the underscore mob show. Always chucking out bits of advice there. And follow our journey of setting up a CBD shop in the cannabis space, Instagram at local CBD shop. Or you can find ourselves on Instagram, the underscore mob show. Hey guys, what's happening? It's the mob show, Mason on Business. I'm back here and I'm going to talk about a little update on something we've done very recently, which is YouTube videos. Does buying views make a difference? That's the first thing. The second thing, I want to talk to you about closing and pitching. A major thing, if you've got your own business, you're trying to go out there and speak to people, get money, get capital, get friends and family, get someone on board. Hell, even recruiting a director or someone who's going to blow people away in terms of the skills they can add to your business all require pitching and they all require a set of skills. And they're pretty simple in terms of the skills you need, but if you've never done it, sometimes it can feel like, it's not right for you, you're not the right person. But anyway, let's go back to YouTube first. So let's talk about that. So what, what were I talking about buying YouTube views? Yeah, cringe factor. So people, so you can see a lot of plate there, no, edit. So you'll see all across the internet, hey, buy these views, get real followers, get likes. A lot of that is for self-gratification people to go, hey, look how many subscribers I've got. Hey, look how many followers I've got, how many views I've got. And they're great if that's what floats your boat. If you want to be able to say to people, hey, look how many followers I've got. I've got 27 million because I bought them, right? Then fine, you do that. You do that, that make you happy, brilliant. But in business, what we want them for really is we want to be able to get traffic. So if you've got a, a one of the often overlooked areas by a lot of businesses is making video content. And we started playing around with it about 
four or five years ago in the vape business, and then we stopped. We go, oh, we haven't got someone to film, we haven't got someone to edit, I haven't got any content, nothing original, all sorts of excuses. And the reality is, is the content comes to your mind when you start doing it. In fact, there's content all around us. But anyway, that's another whole different podcast. Um, we played around with it about four or five years ago, and then about six months ago, seven months ago, I said, right, now we've got to start doing this. And the way I looked at it, and the reason why I thought this was because I found a video that I'd done about five years ago. I was looking to write a blog, and I was going to try and find some some information online and, and try to get my head around the, the, the topic. Anyway, the first thing that came up was my video that I did four years ago. Uh, it took me about 45 seconds to do. I was just on my phone, low quality resolution, but it's had tens of thousands of views. And I thought, oh my God. <laughs> why didn't I do more of those videos? And the fact is, is you can't guess what's going to be a video that's going to get you 10, 20, 30, 50, 100,000 plus. You, you, you can't guess. You won't guess. You'll never know. You'll always be wrong. So you've just got to make lots of content and eventually you'll get those ones that, that happen to have the right keyword chain, the right tail of keywords, and it just ticks boxes for the right people at the right time. Um, so we came back into it September in 2018 and we've been building video content since then. And what I noticed is if you've got those videos in the background, you make a video every few days, every hit, every two, every three hits, it's potentially a traffic to your website. The more videos you do, the more chance you have of having someone subscribe, follow your brand, keep an eye out on a new product you've got, like something you're saying, maybe come and work with you. Any number of reasons, potential investor, whatever, there's tons of them out there. But what puts a lot of people off is it's that initial traction. You go on YouTube, very first thing you see is that you know you are bombarded with videos by people who look no different to you, who've probably got a good makeup set or a nice camera, or maybe maybe their family got a few more quid and they spent a few money on. Word of that one wrong. They look no different to you, about the same age as you. Maybe they've got a nice lighting in their house. That's about it. And they're well spoken, and they've got hundreds of thousands of subscribers they've got millions of views on really obscure topics like check out my new braces and it's it's gonna be quite hard and it is hard actually from my own perspective you look at it and go oh how, how are they getting that many views like how do i get from zero subscribers to 1000 to 10,000 to 100,000 I'm not going to tell you how to get 10,000 subscribers. We've got 10,000 subscribers, and that would be would be a fallacy. What we've done is we built from zero to above a thousand in about six months, and we'll keep going and keep growing. But we've, what we have had is a number of videos that have picked up a lot of traction, and they're getting us traffic. YouTube is now one of our biggest drivers of traffic to our website from social sources. Uh, it's beaten Facebook on a number of occasions, and that's quite remarkable for so quickly. And we've got so many Facebook locations because we've got so many shops that each of those in theory could bring new traffic to your website. But the fact that YouTube in one, one YouTube channel in the last six months has done that, and it will continue to do that. And what we're finding as well is you'll get ebbs and flows with the traffic around certain videos if you're making evergreen content. That means content that's relevant today and relevant tomorrow and relevant next year. If you're making time-based content, you're gonna have real peaks and troughs with your content. Um, but they also have a lot more people searching for them so you can get spikes in the short term. But anyway, so back to the videos, evergreen content, keep putting it out there and you'll get traffic. And that, the good thing is, is if we, in theory, if we do the same amount of content we produce in the next six months as we have in the first six months, then potentially double our traffic. It's just a simple numbers game. But anyway, so we've, we've grown that fast, but I understand you go onto YouTube and you think, oh, start my channel, no subscribers. And it's, it seems to be a darn sight harder to get a YouTube subscriber than it is to get a Facebook follower or an Instagram follower. That's, I mean, that's the easiest one to get. Because what you've got to do is like someone and they'll probably like you back and follow you back. So it's hard and it's off-putting and it's tough and people think, oh, 
And then the fact your, your viewer figures are up there, so people are embarrassed about that. Oh, I don't want people to see I've only got 10 viewers. So you get people out there who will buy their views to make themselves look a little bit less shit. And look, if you're trying to pitch yourself as an influencer and you've got a number of good videos, but a load of shit videos, I get it. Buy some views, you know, and you can go to those meetings and go, look, this is how many views I'm getting per video. This is what's happening. Now, advertisers are getting smarter now and then they'll go, okay, let me see your analytics page. Right, all your views are only watching for 10, 10% of the time. They're all coming in one day and then nothing for the rest of that month. They'll start to look at those things because they know these tricks. So I think the day, the, the, the period where you buy views or you buy followers, buy likes on Instagram or Facebook just to make yourself look good, they are good from an, from an external perspective. They are good from an external perception in terms of what people are saying. Okay, right, they've, they've got a load of things. But once you start knuckling down into the engagement, you can very quickly start going, that looks like they bought their followers. That looks like they bought their followers. But if you produce great content and don't worry about your follower count and have a low number of followers, people who, you know, who are looking for good content will see it and you, you, it works eventually. Anyway, so that's one of the reasons why people buy followers or, or likes, but we're talking about YouTube. And that's one of the reasons why people buy YouTube views is to make themselves feel a bit better. Like a little hug. Look at me, I've got all these YouTube views. And it's like, um, it's like wearing a fake Rolex. Why are you wearing a fake Rolex? You're not doing it for yourself, truly. Well, you are. You're doing it because you want people to think you're someone because you've got a Rolex. But you know deep down you haven't got a Rolex. Think of it that way. But there is one reason, but there is one reason why you should buy YouTube views. And that is because of the trending ranking. Now, it's not going to work if you're competing up against people like PewDiePie, Alfie Danes. It's not going to work. But in sectors where there isn't a ton of video content, but there's a few players, you can use this to leverage yourself into a better position for viewing rankings. And I didn't believe this. I wasn't sure if this was going to be the case. So we gave it a go. And what we did was we picked up a couple of videos. I'm not going to name them in case there is a YouTube place and they pulled them down. But we picked two videos that we posted. And one of so we did a couple of experiments lately, like for example, doing them all with all different translated titles for, for that, you know, international SEO. But we picked two videos. We didn't post them on our Facebook pages. We didn't share them on our Instagram or our Twitter. We just picked a video and did all the description, all the tags as normal. And then we paid for 1,000, or is it 5,000? One of them was 1,000, one of them was 5,000. Uh, so one was 1,000 and one was 5,000. And these were slow retained views. That means views that, have, that watch 70% of the video for the click off. So that means it's a higher quality view in YouTube's algorithm eyes. Providing it's not done through a bot, YouTube isn't gonna be any the wiser. It might query it in a few days time when all of your viewings drop off. But this is the beauty, is what we found very, very quickly, our videos got to the page one of YouTube, page one of Google. In fact, one of them within about 36 hours was on the top three videos you get on YouTube. So if you type into Google, normal Google page, and you type in, I think it was the CBD Breaker Fast. We were one of the three videos that come up right at the top of the page. Um, so we paid for all of about six or seven dollars and that got us page one Google listing. Now, why is that valuable? Well, in our industry, in the vaping industry and the CBD industry, we can't pay to advertise. And this is the thing. So if you look at buying YouTube views in this particular way, how different is that than boosting a post, than sponsoring a post on Facebook, than 
doing a sponsored post to get your brand out there and get people to watch it. If that's what you're doing, because you could do it in your industry because it's not a restricted business, buying a YouTube view is in theory no different. Now we're not buying them to go, look at how many views we've got, because I'm not an idiot and I'm saying this out publicly. This is why we're doing it, it's because of this. But we managed to get to Google page one. That's the same for us as doing a sponsored ad. But we can't do a sponsored ad because we're in the CBD game. So we, we don't have that opportunity. But this is the beauty. The top three videos are always listed on Google, generally on your phone as well, actually. But the top three, I think it's four, actually, maybe four sometimes, but three to four. And they are on Google page one. And they are within about an inch or two from the actual Google sponsored ads. Now, in our sector, there are no Google sponsored ads because they can't sponsor those sort of posts. CBD, Google doesn't let you do it. It's still, even though it's now not a drug and not a narcotic in America, it still won't allow it. So that's the Google police. But so you're up the page a little bit higher because there's no sponsored ads. And then you might have the ranking zero, which is the, the best known description of what that product is or whatever. But other than that, our videos, page one Google for all of a six or $7 spend. Now it's not gonna work all the time. Why is it not gonna work all the time? Because some sectors are so heavily dominated with massive super influencers. Gaming, for example. You wanna do a buying some views and getting, getting in on gaming? You're probably gonna struggle. But there's another added advantage of that. Once you bought those views, and if you find it works in your sector because it's quite diluted, there isn't any big names as yet, or not any, not any regular content producing big names, then what you'll find is you also have that social proof. So this is where we talk about the numbers of views. It can trick some people because if you're skimming down the page and you're looking for a video, so our video was, does CBD break a fast? There you go, I've already mentioned what it was. Does CBD break a fast? If you're skimming down the page, skinning? Skimming down the page, and you see a video with, 20 views, 36 views, 180 views, 5,000 views. You're gonna go for the one with 5,000 views more than likely, providing the thumbnail is good, because that tells you social proof, that's probably the best video. Not, not for everyone, some people might wanna pick the small ones, but most people are obviously going for the big one. So there you have a, val very, there you have a very valuable and relevant reason of why you can buy YouTube views. But this is the thing, you need to make sure the YouTube views are slow retain that means you're not going to get 5000 in one day you're probably going to get 600 700 over a 24 hour period it means they watch them longer so youtube sees it as a higher quality view and that tells its algorithm this is a video that keeps people engaged and this particular channel this particular video is getting lots of views very quickly make sure the whole details are filled in and boom we got to the top so that's that that was experiment done the other experiment did with a thousand views i think it was a thousand or 1500 views um, you're talking pence, the difference anyway. We used hashtags this time. We used hashtags in it. Um, so the second video we did was about 1500 views. Sorry, this is a bit of an edit. So the second video we did was about 1500 views. That one got us to about number seven, number eight on the YouTube. Um, sorry, number four, number five on YouTube, number six, number seven on Google. Again, first page of both those particular platforms. And the beauty of that is when, then when you look at the analytics, the back end of the video, and you look at uh, YouTube search organic listings, um, recommended videos, all those little, you know, those little additional analytics data, you know what you bought in terms of views. So anything else is an added bonus. And we were finding we were getting hundreds of views on does CBD break a fast? despite having paid. So we paid for 5,000 views, we had an extra 1,300 views in a 72 hour period, which is way more than we would normally get. So, you know, that's, 
the value in itself because again once you're highly ranked you're then going to get the organic listings the clicks so yes there is a value to buying views it's not going to work on every platform it's not going to work on every sector every genre but give it a go on a small level and find out if one of your videos does but you still got to adhere to the main key points that is make sure your thumbnail stands out there's no point being at the top of of youtube video list and you've got a terrible thumbnail that makes people pull away youtube will look at that and see you're getting no more no more viewings after that after that initial buying spree and it will start pushing you down the rankings defeating the point grab the opportunity with both hands getting the views gives you the social proof behind it and backs it and that'll get you more likely to be clicked on and watched so there you go there is a reason they do work we've tested it it still works today in this day and age 2019 does buying youtube views help you get higher rankings on videos yes but obviously not in all cases but it definitely makes a difference in our sector so a little bit of a I know, so I've forgotten why I was, I was going to say two things about videos and I've completely lost my train of thought. So um, I might chuck another bit in here now and do a different intro uh, and then it might help chop out. And if you struggle with it, let me know. Hello. <laughs> Just talking to you for the medium of Anchor. Um, this is a podcast. Hey, what's happening, guys? It's Mason on Business. This is the Mob Show podcast and I've been talking to you today. I fucked that up. Hey, what's happening, guys? This is the Mob Show podcast, Mason on Business, and I'm going to be talking to you today about should you buy YouTube views? Now, a lot of people out there on their Instagram accounts, Facebooks, YouTube wannabe influencers, they're going to have these massive pumped up follow accounts. And you can see through so many of them when you look at the levels of engagement. I talked about it on one of my last podcasts. If you see someone with a thousand likes and they've got the comments are like maybe three comments and their comments are hey hands up or 100 or that's lit they are automatic comments there's no real engagement there so what you can gather from that is there's a strong possibility those aren't real followers aren't real likes and it happens a lot on social media youtube is really hard to get subscribers for compared to some of the other social media platforms because it requires a little bit more investment of time, I suppose. You watch a video, do I want to subscribe to that? It's a little bit harder and you've got to produce a bit more complicated content than just writing, doing a thumbnail and a, and a caption. So for a lot of people, they see these adverts saying, oh, buy YouTube views, you can get YouTube views, they're real, they're real views. And you've got to ask yourself if that is worth your time. And so I'm going to talk to you today about why you could do that and why you couldn't do that. And certainly, depending on what your need is for your channel and what you're trying to get it to do, is the answer or the reasoning of where you should be going with that. So, in a nutshell, are you looking to grow your followers just because of self-gratification? And you want to go, look how many views I got. Are you looking for social proof? Do you want to show to someone, hey, give me your products to advertise, give me your products review, look how many views I get. Or three, are you trying to get traffic to your website? That's the third reason. So we're going to cover that in a nutshell today. And we're going to talk to you about, should you buy YouTube views? Now the third, it's not the third. Right, there's one more thing as well I want to talk to you about before I depart from this uh, podcast world. And that is hashtags. So um, I am a fucking massive Game of Thrones nerd. Been watching it in the office on Monday mornings, sitting there like a cinema. We're doing. Oh, I'm looking forward to doing this week, this Monday actually. In fact, to be fair, this podcast is probably going to come out after that. Uh, but there'll be two more episodes to go, um, and we're going to do our own podcast for the long night. Um, 
which is the prequel show, if that's what they call it, that are Age of Heroes. But anyway, so I'm a massive Game of Thrones nerd, so why am I talking about this? I spend my evenings watching a shed load of YouTube videos talking about Game of Thrones theories, right? Much to the complete bemusement of my wife, who's just like, you're a nerd, it's Saturday, get outside, it's sunny, your child is watching you watch Game of Thrones theories about 11-year-old Arya Stark killing people. I probably spoiled things. No, I haven't spoiled anything there. Good. She kills people. We know that. Right. So, um, well, I noticed recently, hashtags are at the top. Recently. They've been getting out for a little while, but people don't really use them. Um, they're at the top of the, um, the video description tile. Look, we see if they have three. You can only have three on there. Trust me, I've tried to put a million on. Um, these aren't the tags. These aren't the meta tags that you add to your description, the base of your description on your video. These are three additional tags that you can add. The hashtags, just as you would in anyone anywhere else. Where do you add them? You add them in the description box of your YouTube video. And that means if it's a trending topic, you're going to be jumping on board that. So if anyone's typing, and I do it, just to give you an idea, I type... And I do it, so just to give you an idea, if I'm looking for Game of Thrones videos, I type hashtag Game of Thrones or hashtag for the throne, hashtag spoilers or whatever like that. And I will have a look and see what videos have been recently uploaded. I'll sort by you know, last 24 hours. Why not if there's any new cool theories out? It's not cool. It's actually very sad. So people do this. I do this. I search by in the hashtags because it's a particular topic. So if you have created content that is relevant to something that may trend in the future, that you believe, hey, this is evergreen content now, but this could be relevant in, in the future, stick three hashtags in your description and you are more likely to get ranked in that. So, and we did it recently as well. So one of the, the third video we played around with um, as part of this experiment, first two we bought for different types of views. The third one, oh, this is as well. Before I forget, make sure you buy a five or 6% amount of likes to match up to those views. Because otherwise, it will look like you've just got what you just bought views. You get what you bought views, and I've just bought likes. And have I just bought comments and shares as I find, mate? Really? But no, it more because YouTube doesn't like videos that have very, very low levels of engagement. So you do want to make sure that you get the engagement bought as well to match the views. But anyway, I'm waffling. So back to the hashtags is if you have a... Um, a video that we did. So we took a video. We didn't share it on our on our Facebook just yet. We've got about 30 different Facebook groups. We didn't share anything. We made the video. Um, I scheduled it to share actually on these on these different Facebook groups, uh, but it wasn't going to start about 10 or 20 minutes time. Um, and then it would only share to one group for every five minutes. We used a thing called um, Slack Social um, free rep. Um, and what that does is that post one every five minutes if you just spam post all of your facebook groups if you've got a multi-site business with multiple groups if you spam post it facebook will just think you are a spam bot as in you've been hacked and you're hacking yourself and you're just posting them so we have to use we have to use an app rather annoyingly and it posts out every five minutes the same link on the different facebook groups anyway i'm waffling i'm just going right off course so I had set that up, but I hadn't done it yet. We filled in the description. This time it's a new product out and we put hashtag you well is the brand, hashtag blocks kit, hashtag vape kit reviews, right? Because vape kit reviews, I thought, mm, that's something that's probably gonna trend. People might be looking for vape kit reviews through the hashtags. Um, bang, whopped it on there. Nice thumbnail, full description. Made sure that the first part of the paragraph in the description was the keyword, which was the first tag on the bottom, which was the same as the tile, all that stuff, you know, the file name, everything, keep it perfect. Um, within 14 minutes, we were second or first on YouTube. We'd use the hashtags. Now, is it the hashtags that got us there? 
Is it the fact that we'd had some success with some other videos and therefore YouTube thought we were worth being up there? Who knows? But following those different rules, you're never going to truly know which one it is. We are ranked higher. We're still ranked higher on that there. And we hadn't jumped as high as that in the other video until we'd done the hashtag. So don't forget the hashtags if you're using YouTube. People do search for products by them. If you want to find out more about different little things you should be doing, different techniques and things, how we got to our first thousand subscribers on YouTube, I'm going to be putting together a podcast and video on that, um, and I'll keep you posted and look out for that. Don't forget to join us on Facebook. It's Mob Show Podcast, or you can hit me up on Instagram. I post. I don't post. Nancy, uh, colleague, posts for me. Um, the underscore Mob Show, and happy to answer any questions, any comments. Share the podcast. Ta-ta!